especially after the way that we went out. You know, I think we're all kind of, it happened. And as soon as it happened, we're like, we need to get back to school now. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon Wilson, and this is the show 100% dedicated to the best position in sports. Some call it the hardest position in sports. It is the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, it is my job to track down the best goalies in our sport, interview them, and find out what makes them so great. We are on a college goalie tear, which makes sense because it is their summer. It's a great time to connect with these college goalies and interview them before they go into their next season. On this episode, we have Loyola Greyhound goalie Sam Schaefer. Sam is one of the few goalies to go viral from one of his saves. It's a, it's a small elite group, uh, but in the finals of the, the first round of the finals, he made an amazing save that saved the game, and footage of that save was everywhere. On this episode, we go through Sam's lacrosse goalie journey and understand how he got to where he did, the drills he likes, the mindset he, he has, the mindset he has arrived at, and what it's like to play at Loyola. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this conversation with Sam Schaefer. Before we get started with this conversation with Sam, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own Lacrosse Goalie Summit. If you've attended any of these events live, you know just how spectacular they are. I invite the best lacrosse goalie coaches to give presentations. 16 presentations we did for the last one, Lacrosse Goalie Summit 4 on everything, technique, drills, different mindsets, different exercises, nutrition, uh, mental game, tons and tons of stuff, all designed to make you a better lacrosse goalie. Or if you're a lacrosse goalie mom or dad out there listening to this, it's a great resource, a great tool to give to your kid, to give them that edge, to, to teach them the ins and outs of this beautiful position that we call lacrosse goalie. You can buy all the replays still for a low, low price. Uh, live training costs about 100 uh, anywhere from $80 to $120 an hour. And this is about 4 or $5 an hour uh, when it boils down to it. You can pick up the recordings if you go to Lacrosse Goalie Summit. Scratch that. If you go to GoalieSummit.com, just GoalieSummit.com, www.GoalieSummit.com, and you can pick up some elite lacrosse goalie training. Enjoy the show. Well, awesome. Uh, my next guest on the Lax Goalie Rap podcast is Loyola's starting goalie. We just He just told me he's coming back for another year, so still the starting goalie. It's Sam Schaefer. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always start by asking goalies uh, for the story of their very first save. Do you remember kind of when you first jumped into goal? I remember when I started playing. So my brother was a goalie before me, and I played attack for a couple of years, but I wasn't very good. And then I started playing goalie and 
I got pretty good at that. So I don't remember the first save though. Yeah. Do you, um, where'd you grow up? Did you guys grow up in kind of a hotbed of lacrosse? Um, I grew up in a town called Rovaton, Connecticut. It's just outside of Darien. So like the surrounding areas are kind of hotbeds, but my town itself is not considered a hotbed. So yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I was just curious. Um, that's interesting. So I think most, most youth, uh, we often advise on this podcast that they start out playing attack or start out playing MIDI, basically any other position besides goalie. So they can kind of learn a little bit about just the sport and and in general. And it sounds like that was the case for you, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Love it. Um, so was it your brother that kind of taught you the ropes of how to play uh, goalie or, or did you take some camps or, or have some goalie coaches along the way? I think it was just kind of all my own, you know, like our youth program wasn't the greatest youth program in the world. Like we didn't have like specific coaches for each position. So I kind of just went with the flow and wherever it took me, it took me and, you know, it was fun, but it was a lot to like progress, you know, getting frustrated early on and whatnot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, um, were you like scared of the ball at the very beginning? Oh yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure I wore like the shin pads. I wore like hockey pants. So yeah, it was, it's, I mean, who, who isn't right. I know it's kind of the crazy ones that are not like some, yeah. some goalies come on they're like, yeah, no, I wasn't really scared of it. And I'm just like, wow, that's amazing because it's just, it's such a natural thing to be scared of the ball. Um, and it's just something that you have to work through. And I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad to hear that you put on the pads because a lot of goalies see like the pros and see some of the guys in, in college and say like, Oh, I don't want to wear the pads, but I, I don't think there's any shame in it. Yeah, though definitely not. I mean, and there's still guys that are playing college across that wear, you know, like thigh pads, and I don't blame. Them. Like, yeah, you get hit in the eye, and you, you want to quit. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, if I if if I went back and played, uh, you know, a couple years of of D one ball, especially during practice, like I would definitely pad up during like during practice during the games. Other that's a whole other thing. Like, I, you want to be, you want to be quick, and you want to be. Um, you know, you want to feel really quick. And plus you got so much adrenaline going during the games that like, it doesn't hurt at all. Yeah. You're not feeling that. Yeah. That's cool. Well, so what were some of the other kind of challenge early challenges that you, you know, apart from being scared of the ball that, that you faced um, as a goalie? I think just like the whole, all the movements becoming natural, you know, it's, it takes so like nobody's a master in this position, you know, mm -hmm. you have your off days. And I think like the movements that we do, especially at a high level, like it's so hard to like stay on top of that and see the shots that you're seeing. It's just, it takes a lot of practice with that. And I think that's one of the things that kind of, I got frustrated with early on because mm -hmm. it's so new to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, you know, you can, you can even as a goalie, you can break it down like super slow. Let's say you're doing the lead, you know, the, the lead hand toss drill, you mm -hmm. know, and you can like, just, all right, I'm making my saves and I'm doing like such a crisp, clean, direct movement. And then all of a sudden someone shoots one at you 90 miles an hour. And it's like a whole different yeah. ball game. Right. So you're right. It's like, you can, you can, there's so many elements going on. And, and sometimes when you get shot, getting shot on really hard, like you get all mixed up in the movements. Yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. Um, how do you, uh, you know, everyone kind of plays a little bit of a different style. Um, I kind of see you as you're a bigger guy, right? Lefty. Um, yeah. How would you describe your style? Um, well, I think the majority of goalies that come through Loyola all have a very similar style because Coach Toomey is very particular about the way he likes his goalies and like your footwork and your hands. So I think I'm I'm pretty calm in there, but I think I got fast hands. So I think it's kind of an unconventional way, especially because growing up, I never had a goalie coach. I never had really anything until I got to college until coach Toomey started helping me. So yeah, I think it's different, but it works for me. <laughs> yeah. So coach Toomey, um, a goalie himself. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, there's been some great goalies that have, uh, passed through Leola, um, including, uh, Jake Stover, who's in, you know, in the, in, in the PLL right now, also a guest on this podcast. Awesome guy. Um, do you know, Jake? Of course. Yeah. I, I yeah. sat behind him for two years and he was another coach to me during my freshman and sophomore year and junior year. He helped out a little bit during when he was taking grad school classes. So nice. He's a good friend of mine. Awesome. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Mm-hmm. So what is, what is coach Toomey like? Let's say I show up day one at Loyola. I've been recruited. <clears throat> what would he, what would he tell me? Um, first day, I mean, his, his main focus is usually footwork. So he likes when you step at like a 45 degree angle and you're sealing the pipe with your back foot. So you're covering all, you know, the whole net essentially with one step. Um, he likes a nice tight base. Well, not tight, but, you know, shoulder width base, um, not too wide, likes your hands to be right under the crossbar. You know, it's a lot of information coming to you, especially for your first, like my, I remember my first day of college, I was so overwhelmed and, you know, I didn't really know what was going on out there. It was so fast. So, you know, he, he throws a lot of information at you right away, but as soon as you start getting into the rhythm of things and figuring things out, you know, it all starts to come almost naturally, not, you know, it takes a couple months to get used to all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, um, you know, the hands right under the crossbar type of thing. Cause you, you look at like kind of your stance and, 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 and Jake's stance and yeah, the hands are like, they're pretty high. They're pretty mm-hmm. high, like in the grand scheme of things. Some goalies set up kind of like with the top hand at like chin level, maybe a little yeah. bit below and then explode to that top shot. And I guess his idea is let's keep the hands up there. And if the shot's high, then then we're already there. If not, we can explode down, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting. What about, um, well, let's, let's actually back up. Um, you know, how did you even get on Loyola's radar, what was the recruiting process like for you? And like, why'd you ent- eventually decide uh, to go to Loyola? Uh, the recruiting process was brutal. Um, <laughs> you know, especially at that period of time when there was no recruiting rules, kids were committing in like eighth grade. It was, it was ridiculous. And by the, you're not even in high school yet. And people are already starting to talk about college. And, yeah. you know, for me, things were slow. They were very slow. Um, my eighth grade summer, I didn't play. I got cut from the club lacrosse per program, like the the travel team program. So wow. going into high school, I wasn't even going to play lacrosse. I was going to play like baseball or something. And I decided to stick with it. You know, I brought 
lacrosse stuff. I went to boarding school, so I brought my stuff to school. And on the weekends, I'd start, you know, like seeing shots and whatever. And people were like, Are you, did you get like recruited to come here? I was like, no, no, like, I don't even think I'm going to play lacrosse this year. And they were convinced me to play lacrosse. You know, one of my best friends was on the lacrosse team. So he decided he forced me to stick with it. And going into my freshman summer, I played on one club team and I wasn't getting a whole lot of help with the recruiting process and whatnot. So the next year I switched to another program and the head of that program, he went through Loyola and he was like, dude, like, I think you would love it here. It would be a great fit for you. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'll take a visit there. I'll go there. And I went and it was beautiful. I mean, the campus is amazing. And I fell in love and that was like, I was set right then and there. Like I visited other schools, but I was like, this is the spot where I want to be. But I didn't commit until the summer going into my junior year. You know, I kind of the process was like it was like un, unsure yet. Coaches were unsure. Everyone was unsure with like what was going on. So we waited it out and, you know, things worked out in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, how did you go from, you know, getting cut? on that, on that club team, eighth grade year to being like a D one goalie. I mean, it, I mean, it was, yeah, it was tough. I mean, I didn't even want to play lacrosse, but right. I, I fell in love with the sport and I, I wanted to play the sport, but I just didn't see me having a future in the sport. So I, you know, why not try something new, but I'm really happy. I stuck with it. I mean, lacrosse is such a unique sport and so many people that you meet through it are like some of your best friends in the long run. So, you know, that was, that was a big point in that, you know, like being around 45 guys on the team, all of them are your best friends. So, you know, that was awesome. Yeah. There's really nothing like it. Um, Like I said, you know, before we hit record, I I played lacrosse in the MCLA at Cal and it was the same. I mean, you know, not as high level competition, um, in terms of the players, like we, we certainly like went all out effort wise, yeah. but, um, you know, it's just, you know, 40, I don't know if we had that many guys, but 35, 35 of like, just, you know, friends for life. And one guy was the best man of my wedding. Um, you know, the other guys, a lot of guys are still in group texts and, and stay in contact to this day. And if any goal, young goalies out there listening and like contemplating, even like giving it a shot to play in college at any level, MCLA, D3, D2, D, I say do it. Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, going into the whole process, it was like, Oh, D one or bust. Like D one's not for everyone. Like you end up where you were supposed to end up. Mm. I say that quite a bit. Yeah. And it's, it does seem to be the case where like, it does seem to be the case where sometimes people will tell their recruiting story and they'll be like, Oh, I really wanted, you know, such and such school. And then I didn't, I didn't get in there. And then they end up going to this other school and just have like an amazing experience, an amazing experience. So you were, you were meant to be there. Um, cool. And um, so you, so you take a visit to Loyola and meet and meet coach Toomey, I imagine. Um, yeah. What were kind of your first impressions of him? I mean, you know, you see him and he opens his arms and gives you a huge hug. And I think my mom, my mom loved him more than anyone else she was like this is the nicest guy ever you know he's like he tells it to you as it is you know he says like these are going to be hard years but they're going to be the best four years of your life and Mm -hmm. 
They really have been. And especially with the other coaches on our staff. I mean, everyone says this, but we, we have a one of a kind coaching staff. We have, you know, coach van who's a legend in his own and coach Dwan who is like everyone's father figure. I mean, it's, it's an awesome staff. Coach van is van van Arsdale. Yeah. Coach van Arsdale. Yeah. Go- a goalie as well. Right. Uh, no, I don't, I no? don't think you, I think he was an attackman. Okay. I've emailed with him before. That's, that's why, that's why, I, and maybe he was giving me some goalie advice, but it could have been from the point of view from attackman. So I don't know. Guy, Guy Van Arsdale, right? No. Am I, th- uh, am I thinking of someone else? I think you're thinking of someone else. Okay. All right. All right. For, forget Mark. that. Forget that whole thing. Let's get back to the Sam Schaefer show here. <laughs> um, all right, cool. And then, um, so when you guys, you know, when, when you think about goalie training at, at Loyola, uh, what do you guys do? What do you guys do to train? Is it a lot of live shots? Do you do like, you know, a lot of agility, jump rope type stuff as well? What, what's your like training regimen look like? Um, so, yeah, we do a lot of jump roping. We do a lot of live shots. Coach likes to see, you know, like real game situation shots, not just step down shots. So we do a lot of like hitching and, shots down the alley, shots in the middle, mm-hmm. coming up. From back. So, you know, he really tries to mix in a lot of like the real game situation shots, not just step down shots that you see from your buddy. But yeah, he's, he likes what he likes. And he's, I mean, ever since I've done, been there, we've done the same drills. So mm-hmm. do you guys do um, any like hand eye coordination type stuff? Um. We do a couple, a couple drills. We do one drill where it's like we do tennis balls in the net. You're one pipe, you catch a tennis ball, go to the middle. It's like a chess pass with a medicine ball. And then you get over to the next pipe and you got to catch the tennis ball. That doesn't sound very interesting. Me explaining no, no, it. I, I, I am. So you're on the, you're on the right pipe. You kind of make a save with the tennis ball. What was the, and then you go to the middle. What was the medicine ball there? There's a, a literally a medicine ball there. It's no stick, just uh, just like hands, hands of gloves. Got it, got it. And then you pick up the medicine ball and kind of throw it, throw it out. Yeah, you throw it. So it's like a quick touch. You like catch it and throw it right back, and then you get over to the the other pipe. Awesome. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of drills where like kind of which involve kind of a medicine ball and, and like throwing it out. And if you think about it, like that's a great drill because like a lot of what we do as goalies is driving our hands yeah you know out to the ball so you're kind of using a lot of those same muscles mm-hmm. um good drill um all right cool talking a little bit about um this season um you know how would i i was doing i like to do these save edits i don't know if you've ever watched any of those but essentially i just watch the game and pick out all of the all of the saves mm-hmm. and um i was watching i did one a loyola game and um you got benched i did yep Bucknell. Bucknell. No, not Army. Army. Was it Army? Yeah. We yeah. we what was that? What was that like for you? I mean, because that's that's a that's a tough thing for a goalie. Um, it happens to us all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what goes through your head when that happens? I mean, especially at a, such a high level, you know, it's next man up. Like I could get hurt and all I could do is support Freeman, who's one of my best friends on the team. And you know, he's earned the right to go in there. Like, obviously there's a reason why I was pulled from the game and 
Freeman, he coached too many, thought Freeman would give us the best opportunity to get back in the game. And, you know, if you sit there and sulk about it, then nothing good is ever going to happen from that. So, you know, that whole week, it was a tough week, obviously, but all I, all I could do was go and work and give it my all and try to have fun doing it while supporting my teammates. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was a, was a bad week, but everyone has bad weeks and it's not about what happens is about what happens next. So, yeah, I love that. Not about what happens about what happens next. It's, it's um, a common cliche on this podcast where goalies need to have that like short, you know, that short term memory and every goalie has kind of their own way of their own words with it, their own way of thinking about it. But yeah, it's not what happens. It's what happens next. Right. I mean, just how you react is what we can control. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it worked out in the long run, but you know, yeah. if it didn't, I, I, I gave it my own practice, you know, I supported my teammates and I did what I could do to help my team. Yeah. Um, and then you end up earning, you know, the starting spot back, obviously, and, and Loyola goes on pretty good run. I mean, you know, there's, it's um, congratulations on, on the great season. Thank you. Yeah. Um, can't wait to see what you guys are going to do uh, next year. I don't know. Awesome. Yeah. Exactly get out there again, especially after the way that we went out. You know, I think we're all kind of, it happened. And as soon as it happened, we're like, we need to get back to school now and have the season start now. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. It's funny because um, I've talked to other goalies. I had like an older, you know, older goalie, Scott Bacigalupo and he, he, he played at Princeton, right. And he, his team lost in overtime and then they won like three straight national championships. And a lot of it was driven because of that loss in overtime, you know, like, like you guys where like you, you have that fire in your belly. You're like, you know what? I never want to, I never want to walk off that field in the same way. And that kind of drives you to, to work hard all off season, all fall ball into the next season. Mm-hmm. You feeling that? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, what are you doing this, this, this summer? Are you doing anything lacrosse goalie related or are you kind of taking it easy? Um, recently I've been taking it easy. I've been, you know, recovering from the season. You know, I've had some injury. So, you know, trying to like rest up a little bit. And then once I feel good and rested, you know, I'm going to jump right back into lifting. You know, I still play wall ball pretty much every day. I, I can't go a day without having a stick in my hand. It's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong or why it's like, like if I sit down on the couch, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go outside and throw the ball against the chimney and, you know, throw the ball for my dog. But, and then, you know, seeing shots later down the road. I'm luckily lucky to have, you know, Kevin Lindley, who's a teammate of mine, live five minutes away from me. So he's always down to take some shots on me, which is awesome. I love it. Love it. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, I love playing wall ball to myself and even, you know, my, my playing days are well behind me, but I'll still be working and go outside and throw the ball in the house, uh, you know, for a good 10 minute session. I love it. I think all goalies should get in the habit of falling in love with wobble. Cause it, it just, it helps you so much. Yeah. I mean, even if you're just playing with a, with a player stick, you know, just throwing it, working on your hands, doing, it's just fun too. You know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, were there any games during this season? I mean, obviously we'll talk about the talk about the Denver game a little bit, but were there any games this season that really stuck out to you um, in terms of, you know, you, you just having a dominant game? Um, or just the defense in, in general having a great game? I think Georgetown was definitely a game. You know, we played Georgetown on a Thursday night and we held them to like seven, eight goals, I think. And they were at the time, one of the highest scoring offenses or they were the highest scoring offense. So I think that was, you know, a pretty dominant game. But other than that, I think, you know, I know everyone says this, but our defense is, is one of a kind. I mean, like when I'm sitting there watching film, I'm like, see a bad goal that's given up like right on the crease. I'm like, that that doesn't really happen to us. And we play the game and I don't see the same shots that other goalies do just because our defense is so dominant. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about, but they, I mean, they're the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you, um, is that D is it starting D returning? Or do you guys graduate some guys? Um, we graduated one guy. Okay. He was a grad student and then the rest are i'm trying to think yeah everyone else is back so nice nice that's gonna be awesome that's gonna be awesome you mentioned watching film do you watch um i mean do you watch film on your own game like your own goalie game or are you just more you know watching with the team to understand as as a defensive unit where can we get better so we usually watch a lot of film as a defensive unit and you know like whether it's scouting teams or watching practice film to see like what's going on in practice if we're not, you know, playing our defenses right. Um, and then at the towards the end of the season, we started watching film on the shooters of our uh, opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, like the four of us goalies would go up into Coach Jimmy's office, or office and he'd cut up clips of, you know, the previous games of the opponent that we're playing and all their shots and you know, trying to pick up some tendencies from that. But other than that, I don't watch too much film on, you know, my play or save, like, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. Was that, did that end up, um, did that end up helping you out, you know, watching those shooters tendencies? Like, did you, then when you went into the next game, did you say, all right, here's number seven, he's driving down the alley left-handed. Like he, he loves to shoot low and away on this. I mean, is that kind of the your your what what went through your head or, or something different? I think it did, but I think it definitely helped pick up some tendencies. But at the same time, it's it's also you know you can psych yourself out with that. I think yeah, like happened in the Denver game a little bit. They went on a little run, and you know they had tendencies to you know come down the alley and shoot low angle shots all high. So they started mixing it up and shooting them low. And I was like, this, we didn't watch this. This is new. So yeah. Yeah. Situations, it kind of, you know, psyched me out a little bit, but other than that, I think it's a great thing to, you know, to practice doing, you know, you can learn so much from a shooter by watching film. So. Yeah, it is. It's, it's interesting. I, I could see kind of both sides to it. Cause in, in some ways, like shooters are shooters and like, they, you know, they like to shoot where they like to shoot, especially in certain situations, you know, mm-hmm. but, but as a goalie, like, I don't, you don't want to lose that ability to just read and react to like see the ball and just rely on all that training that, that you've done. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to get in your own head with like, all right, he's going to shoot low. Oh no, 
he shot high. I'm screwed. <laughs> so. And that's that's ultimately what it comes down to, you know, sticking to your training and what you've been doing for such a long time. So, yeah. What do you say? What do you say to a goalie that like starts to overthink things? What What would be your advice to to a young goalie in that situation? Stick to the fundamentals. I think people get so caught up in, you know, new things that they learn maybe, but ultimately in the long run, it comes down to what you've, what you've learned when you first started playing goalie, you know, you see the ball, mm-hmm. you see the ball and, you know, if you do those things and you stick to your basics, then things will work out just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, do you have some sort of uh, like post goal routine? Like when you give up a goal, is there some sort of like, routine that you go through or what, what do you do um not really I mean we we definitely bring it in as a as a defensive unit and talk about what happened and how we can fix that and you know talking about what we can do next but me personally like if I give up a bad goal then it's then I'll tell myself like okay next one you're good you're fine mm-hmm. but you know not really there's not there's nothing big that I do after a goal yeah to refocus and what are the when when you're bringing it in with the team like what are some of those conversations is it because it's got to be quick but so is it like is it like hey slide earlier on 25 yeah exactly it's like if someone's dominating the game you know like we got to go early to that and that's the end of it yeah yeah it's talk about it and then move on to the next play yeah yeah. And you mentioned like letting in bad goals. I like to um, like do like a physical gesture. Like I was real big on, like I would do, you know, some, sometimes like goalies will kind of like pat themselves on the chest, like a, my, like my bad, yeah. like I got that one. And I'd like to do it with a head shake, you know, like, like I'm going to get that one next time. And just, that just lets your defense know that like, Hey, they're playing good D you'll take responsibility for that one. I'll get the next one. Yeah. And it's also important to like, make sure your defense knows that as well. You know, like right. obviously a lot of times when you do give up bad goals and it's important that you, they have the confidence that you, that you're going to get that next time. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't, you don't have to always do it on goals. I mean, if you, if you make a save and you see like a contested on the run 14 yard shot, right. You'd be like, great defense. I'll take that one every single, every single time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. So yeah. The, and the Denver game, uh, you're one of very few goalies, Sam, who has gone viral, uh, for, for a save, you know what I mean? I, I, I've never done it. Uh, a couple goalies have, but I mean, that save at the end was definitely one. If you're a lacrosse goalie, I mean, even if you're just a lover of the sport of lacrosse, that, that guy, that guy, everyone, everyone going. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. What, what are you seeing on that, on that final play? So like they, they get the ball sort of an unsettled situation. You know, I forget how much time's left, 10 seconds left in the game. They got the ball at, at half. Um, what, what, walk us through that play if you could, if you remember. Um, you know, obviously we had, we, I think we had one offensive midi on the field. We, we kind of prepared for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So we had, I think, our LSM and a close to or a, a short stake committee on the field. So, and then they just went fast. I don't really know what happened. They, they pushed the ball so fast. And I saw number nine on Denver kind of get underneath our defenseman and yeah. catch the crease. And he threw a fake 
and then he tried to put it back near side and I kind of like nudged my shoulder up and I caught it luckily and that was the game that was that was crazy that was crazy yeah it's it's such an interesting um thing as lacrosse goalies because I'm I'm like first of all this is a a lacrosse goalie podcast and a lot of what we do is just put ourselves in the best position to like make a save, you know what I mean? And it's like, if the ball hits me in the chest pad, I don't care. That's a save. Like I've done my work, you know, I'm not going to debate whether or not like that was a quote unquote save or not. Like that's a save to me. Um, and it's always funny to see like when a goalie has a big save, everyone's like, well, did he really do anything to, to get yeah. there? And to me, I'm like, come on, man, this position is hard enough as is don't discredit a great save by a goalie. Exactly. My thoughts. But anyway, yeah. So he's kind of, he catches it like, let's say like moving across the goal and throws and throws a high fake, which as goal, like you have to honor that, right? Yeah. Like there's no way you can't go up and, and try and not block that fake mm-hmm. or are there scenarios where you, where you wouldn't. I mean, I, I think, especially in that like short, I think you got it. You got to yeah. I mean, he could have just put it right over my head, but he threw a fake and, tried to put it back to the near pipe and luckily my body was in the way of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's another key on those um, in close ones. First of all, like the odds are very much not in our favor. Like you would expect an attackman to score that nine times out of 10, um, you know, cause it's just, it's so difficult. They have, so, they can shoot at any angle. They can throw these little quick fakes that we have to honor. Um, yeah. So just to set expectations, like for, for young, the youth, who asked me about those, how do I do, how do I stuff more one-on-ones? Like, first of all, understand that we're going to give up a lot of goals, but um, staying big, you know, just staying big, like at no point in that whole save, did you ever like, you know, get small. So like, just, you got a big body, use it, stay as big as you can. Yeah. Luckily I'm, I'm, I'm big enough to, you know, have that size that if I miss it with my stick, there's a pretty good chance of it catching my body. So that's definitely a benefit, a beneficial thing for me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So then, and then you kind of like, you know, lift the shoulder a little bit. It hit, it hit you in the shoulder. Yeah. So it hit me in my right shoulder on the lefty. So he yeah. like threw a, me a stick side and tried to put it back. And I kind of went like this and hit off my shoulder in the rebound. I don't remember where it went, but yeah. We well, were- I think you guys got it and you just Gilman it down. So that, yeah. and that was the game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Congratulations. What a, what a game. What a, I mean, a walk-off save is kind of like every goalie's, every goalie's a- dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. Got me all pumped up now. Let's get out there and play some wall ball. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Um, how about, you know, how about going through a slump? I'm sure, you know, at some point, even, you know, maybe it was this during this season when you got benched, how do you, you know, how do you go about getting out of that slump? What's your, what's your, both your mindset and kind of like the physical way you'd get out of that slump? I mean, I think for me in my circumstance, you know, I wasn't having fun playing lacrosse and it's something that we all love to do. Like you play lacrosse cause you love to do it. So I think it was getting back to finding that joy and going to practice every day and having fun, you know, like being with all your friends, even, you know, mm-hmm. we're lucky to be in this, the cases that we are like, I'm, I'm so lucky to be able to play lacrosse at Loyola. And I think realizing that and, you know, looking around and seeing the support staff that I have and all my friends there to like 
be there for me while I'm like down and out. So I think it's just understanding like your case and attacking that, you know? Yeah. Everything happens to everyone too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, oftentimes, you know, especially as goalies, when we're not having fun, we get like really tense and that's like the exact opposite of what you want to be when you, when you want to explode and react. But, you know, when you are having fun, you're loose, you're in the zone, you're playing free. It, it applies to all positions, but I think even more the goalie. So, yeah, that's, that's great advice. Um, the other thing you said there that I liked was, I don't think you used the word, but it's kind of like um, gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. right? Like, I'm so blessed to be playing this amazing sport and, you know, being able to attend an elite university and, you know, get, get great education and play this, this beautiful game all at the same time, you know, a lot of times you forget that. And when things aren't going well, like, it's that attitude of gratitude that gets you back into it and gets you back into having fun. Yeah. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, lacrosse is a, a tiny blip in your life. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're all going to move on one day and, you know, it's going to be just a memory going with the wind. Yep. Love it. Love it. Um, what about, what about pregame rituals? What, what does your pregame look like, Sam? Um, typically I just do the same thing every game, you know, the night before I like to play video games with my friends and then I wake up, get a coffee and some breakfast. And then, you know, depending on what time the game is at, you know, if we have a night game, I like to go home and, you know, either watch whatever games are on then or play some video games or watch a movie. But superstitions, I don't really have much. Um, but I like to have the same, you know, rituals or not rituals, but the same, you know, things that I do every game day. So it all like, you know, you're not missing anything. It feels like you've been there before. So. Yeah. That's what I like most about pregame rituals is it just kind of like takes your, you know, you don't have to think about it. You know, you Mm -hmm. know what works for you and you're not like stressing. All right, well, what do I eat for breakfast? What time do I eat? And you don't have all these like extra thoughts going on in your head. It's like, I have this routine and I can just, I can just coast and, and, you know, be excited for a game. Yeah. And if you do the same things that you do before every game, it all blends together and it's all the same. So that's yeah. my kind of process behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. And so that, you know, a lot of times goalies write me about, um, you know, them having like a bad string of practices or a bad string of games. And it's something we've kind of touched on, you know, we've been chatting about already, but what, what would you say to that, to that goalie? Is it just to have fun, you know, the have fun mantra. Yeah. And I think also, you know, to get back to what you, how you want to be playing, it's important to see shots, you know, during a practice, you typically might not see as many shots as you'd like to see, but there's no, nothing from stopping you from seeing shots after practice, you know, like yeah. whether it's or going early to see more shots or staying after, you know, that is huge and, you know, getting out of that slump. Yep. Great point. Great point. Yeah. See shots. Um, and, and, and even like higher quality shots than you're, than you're used to, you know, if you're ready, like if you're, you know, a nine-year-old and you're just starting, don't get a college guy to shoot on you. 
But, you know, if you are a high school kid, like, hey, and there's a college in the area, like DM some of the college kids on that team and say, hey, do you want to shoot on me for half hour on a Saturday or Sunday or before practice? Or I'm sure they would love to do that. And then like, oh, guess what? When you start seeing the normal high school kids shots, they're not going to look as fast. Yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Um, anything else mental game wise that comes to mind or maybe something that coach Toomey um, would repeat quite a bit uh, to you and, and the team? Um, you know, before every game, me and coach Toomey kind of, we talk off the side after I get warmed up and, you know, we go over what our game plan is for that. And he always leaves me with go have fun. So I think that is, you know, one of my main, you know, things that, you know, it makes me comfortable, you know, if I'm having fun, I'm comfortable in the net. So, yeah. 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 For sure. What, um, what do you love most about being a goalie? Like what's, what's, what's the most fun for you? I think, you know, there's nothing better than making that say, you know, whether it's in practice, you stuff someone on the crease or you see a shot all the way through from the outside and you make the clean save. And I think there's nothing better than that feeling in the world. You know, seeing that shot and it's like the adrenaline, you know, it's, it's everything put together and it's just, it's the best position. It's the toughest, but it's the best. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> yeah, there is nothing better than making that save, than making a save, you know? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter if it's, if it's an easy save. I don't know. I just, obviously, like when you make saves like the one you made in the Denver game, they have a little bit more emphasis, a little bit more weight behind them. But I don't know, just even like a stick side high save, like this, this position that we play is so tough and you put in so much work, you know, to be able to make those saves. And when you do, to me, that's an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. it's the best in the world yeah um awesome um cool sam well thanks so much for for coming on what uh what about your stick setup what, what do you go with uh for your stick so right now i use the eclipse too and i, I don't i'm not really sure what the shaft the shaft we have epic our our gear suppliers epic so i use like an epic shaft yeah and then uh east coast dyes wax mesh so that's that's the always whack the wax mesh yeah interesting i know i've i've used it ever since high school and i i can't use anything else yeah do they still make it or do you have like how do you um i'm not sure if they still make it i have like a a bag full of it so <laughs> you've got a treasure a treasure chest full of e- ecd wax I've been sewing it away. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, do you string up your own heads? Absolutely not. I, I, we had someone on our team who graduated who strung all my sticks and I'm kind of a psychopath about my sticks. So if I get someone to string it and it's not how I like it to be strong, then I got to f- go find another person to string it. And it's up <laughs> someone to string my sticks, but uh, I find and whoever that person is, I stick with them. How do you, how do you, uh, how do you like it to be strung? Um, so I like kind of like a mid to low pocket and I like a really big pocket, but 
I I get all psyched out. Like if it's not how my other sticks look, I'm like, it's not right. I gotta get it fixed. So yeah. That has been like the death of me. And everyone <laughs> hates me for that. But <laughs> hey, goalies are superstitious that way, you know. It's weird, yeah. but yeah. Awesome. Um, well, cool. Sam, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I usually ask goalies to to give give the youth out there one last piece of advice. I'm pretty sure yours is going to be have fun, huh? Yep. Enjoy what you love doing. And if you love playing lacrosse, then you should always be having fun. Awesome. Uh, well, good luck in uh, the upcoming season. Uh, I'll be watching for sure. And um, yeah, once again, thank you so much, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. So there you have it. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Leola Goli, Sam Schaefer. He's coming back for one more year, so it's going to be awesome to watch him play in his final season with Loyola. Interesting to hear how Coach Toomey uh, really, you know, he's a goalie himself, so he has a very specific idea of what he wants out of his goalies, and it has worked. Loyola has produced some of the best goalies as a, uh, as a unit, as a group that exists for, for a university. It's a powerhouse of goalies. I'm thinking of Jacob Stover. I'm thinking of Sam Schaefer. I'm thinking of Jack Runkle. Tons of goalies who I've had on the podcast have come out of Loyola, and they know what they were doing. That will do it for this week on the podcast. Hope you learned a thing or two that you can take into your own lacrosse goalie game. I'll see you guys next week. Are you guys playing a summer lacrosse? Let me know. Uh, as always, get out there. Get some work in. Do well and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.